Hey, you. Yes, you. You're listening to Business SOS. Yep, Business Stories of Success, where we interview successful business owners for successful business owners. How do they make it happen? How do they keep it going? Join us with your host and business advisor, Mark Adams. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Mark Adams at Next Level Business Advisors, and I'm joined today for the first time by a partnership. I mean, I've done partners before, but it's always one partner. Both of them have cho- chosen to join us today. So we're with Ben and Sherry Jones of Youth in Business. How are you guys doing? Yeah, very well. Excited to be with you. Thanks so much for having us on. Yeah, great All to be right. here. And um, yeah, really appreciate your time and the attention of everyone listening. And hopefully we can add some value to you guys today. Oh, I know you guys can. Did you all all catch that? These are not from the U.S. We are scouring the world to find the best talent available. Uh, Ben and Sherry live in Perth, Australia. Hey, might did I say it, Lane? (laughs) I always say that. It was a good good try. (laughs) All right. uh, You know, here's a fun fact. My GPS... You know how you can choose voices? I chose the Australian accent. My ah, family thinks cool. but I just love the accent. So forgive me for going gaga. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's okay. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you guys. And uh, you, when we were chatting before, you have a phenomenal business. And I want to really jump into that, talk a little bit about you, the business, your roles in it. And then we have some lessons that we want to share with our audience. So why don't we start with this? Tell us a little bit about you, your business, and your roles in the business because you're partners. Yeah, cool. So uh, the business we're talking about today is youth in business. We teach kids how to start um, businesses, their own business, before they finish school. Uh, usually they'll make sales within the first week, which is kind of cool. I mean, we've had kids that have gone on to do $10,000 weeks. We've had kids buy houses before they're 18, and one of our kids is literally... Um, you know, reading a book said how I made more money than my principal, which is kind of fun, right? So we've That's cool. we've been doing this for about uh, seven years, seven or eight years now, yeah. seven or eight years. And um, yeah, it's something that we started together. We got to a point in our own businesses where we're like, hey, it's probably time that we uh, were able to give to the next generation. It's something we're really passionate about. In terms of the business roles, um, I don't know, how would you put it? Uh, I'd probably say in the business, Ben's more the big picture strategy coming up with um, the vision for the business and the goals and what we want to achieve and the best, quickest way to get there. I'm probably better at the logistics. So in terms of client support and implementing his big ideas is sort of where I come in. Okay, cool, cool. It's always interesting when I speak to partners, I always speak to one of the two typically uh, when I'm doing these interviews and the big question is, how do you figure out your roles? I've got you both together. How did you figure out how to make this dynamic uh, work? Um, well, after we shortly after we got married, we actually travelled the world for 12 months. And um, we spent, yeah, three months of that, that 12 in the States. And um, that was a really great experience for us because as newlyweds, we had to quickly learn who was good at what and we quickly learned that if we each have our own sort of assignment that we're that we're responsible for and we stay in our own lanes things just work easier smoothly and we work really well as a team so I think the lessons that we learned traveling um obviously going to a lot of countries that don't speak English 
um, you know, you've, you've only got each other to talk to. So that was really great foundation for us. And so that sort of has translated into business. And so as we've started the business, working out who's better at what roles and then just delegating that and letting each person, um, yeah, develop develop their skills in, in those areas. Wow, that's very cool. Very cool. Um, let me get some what I call bookkeeping out of the way first. <laughs> People want to find you. I mean, you have this amazing business model where you're teaching children to make money. So I'm imagining that anyone who hears this podcast is like, I have a kid over here who's costing me money. Let me make them make money. How do they find you? Do you have a website? What's the phone number? How do we reach you? Yeah, so uh, look, just go check out youthinbusiness.com. So that's youthinbusiness.com. If you go there, there'll be some free training. We wear like 101 free kids business ideas. Um, We have yeah a whole bunch of training that you guys can get started with straight away. And um, yeah, for the more kids that we can help on the entrepreneurial journey, the better. Awesome. Awesome. Now I had this interesting question uh, that I wanted to ask you, what makes you an expert in your field? Yeah, that's great. Um, I guess, look, we obviously business owners ourselves, I actually run a couple of other businesses, um, different partners and all sorts of mm-hmm. things have created seven figure businesses myself. Um, and then we went out and, basically did it with our kids, right? This is where it all started from. So we started with our, with our son, Trent, when he was, well, like Yeah, seven. so our eldest, we have four children. Trent, our eldest at the time, was seven. We sort of had friends over for dinner one night and he started trying to sell them some colourful potions he'd made just off his own initiative. So we all sort of laughed it off. But we sat Trent down later and we said to him, how can you provide value? Because that's what it's all about in business, providing value mm. in terms of a service or in terms of a product. And so Trent, um, we have a lot of sunshine here in Australia and he loved being outdoors. And so he decided he wanted to start a herb business. So he realized that he'd chop the herbs off, go and deliver them to his clients. He had a local people would SMS in their orders and um, I'd go with him to deliver the herbs. And he was doing around $30 an hour Australian. So I think about $20 an hour American when he was seven. So this is sort of where it all started from. Um, We just were nurturing the drive that Trent had in him. Obviously, his businesses have evolved since then. He's now 15. Uh, So he's done a few other ideas along the way. Um, At the moment, him and his two brothers are partnering together and they run a business um, mainly selling toys and construction and so on. And they sell online and they also sell at markets. And their biggest month to date has been over $30,000 Australian. So about over 20000 US. Yeah, Whoa. so it's been pretty cool. Like Obviously, that gets the kids motivated. They have some goals they want to achieve. So whether it's a you know new phone or a new laptop or whatever it is, they're able to, like you say, um, be able to fund some of the things that they're interested in. But for us as parents, it's really been great to see the skills that they've developed as a result of that, that they can engage with adults, they can promote their business, they can really get out there and just be just the confidence that has grown with that, as well as all of the skills as negotiating with um, suppliers, with their stock and so on. So it's been, yeah, a pretty amazing experience for the kids, but also for us coming along for the ride. So, I mean, that's, that's just our kids. And then we've probably educated thousands yeah thousands of kids all around the globe on how to start businesses um pretty much every every kid that we work with makes sales in the first week um, most of them do over a thousand dollars in their first month um you know we've done done it nationally here in australia we've done events in the uk uh, it's just been i mean literally we've had kids on every single news outlet you could imagine um here in australia i think i mentioned before some of the other results that we've had so yeah i don't think there's 
in terms of like what makes us the authority in the space. As far as I can tell, and I haven't seen too many others out there, I don't think there's anyone like globally who's better at it than what we do um, that has the results to back it up as well. So that is phenomenal. That's phenomenal. So you're teaching children how to start businesses. Well, what about us adults? How can you help? Not just kidding. Teach me. <laughs> teach me. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's nice because you, it sounds like you have a fertile testing ground with your own. And you can take those principles and then just use them. Uh, so I hope that they're getting paid as well, not just research and development. Oh, trust me, I got more than enough money. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> We're the ones that work for them. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> it never up. ends, right? <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I love that. Let me ask you, um, you talked about why you took the leap to doing this specific business. I like that idea. But what made you decide... I mean, you touched on it, but okay, I've taught my children this. Let's make it a full-blown business because that's a whole different animal, right? Taking what you know and then making yeah. it what you've done with it and you've gone global. Yeah, so I think for us, the the big thing was um, at the time I was buying online businesses. I think we had a whole bunch of online businesses and I just sold a whole bunch. And, and we were kind of like at that crossroads, things like looking for the next thing in, at, at a particular time in our lives. And um, it was more about, like I said before, like what's the impact that, what's the legacy that we can leave? And we wanted our kids to have the entrepreneurial skill set um, that we didn't get as kids. I grew up on a farm, Sherry grew up in a single mom household. Like we weren't really taught how to run businesses. We had to figure it out the hard way, right? And I think if we can shortcut that success for kids, then, you know, teach them they can start business before they, they start school. That's fantastic. But to answer your question, how do we take it from like a concept to making it bigger? Um, obviously, we had um, success with our son, Trent. And um, at the time, it was actually some mentors of ours, um, Andrew and Daryl Grant, that were like, oh, hey, you guys need to get this out to the universe. We'll help you speak from stage and fill rooms and turn it into a big thing, uh, which was fantastic. And um, we we own a lot of like uh, respect and they really helped us put the program together and package it up in a way that people could actually use it, which was great. And um, yeah, we, we went on to, I mean, when we were doing it just prior to COVID and we we're doing our events, we'd have rooms of seven to 800 people in most wow. states in Australia. And we did a bunch in England um, as well. And then, yeah, we were looking at, at sort of making it bigger and then COVID come along and it's it's all online now. Just that's the way the world's gone, right? So that's so true. Um, so, so yeah, and we can impact more people at, at scale doing it that way as well. So um, yeah, so I mean, that's why that's sort of how it started. Like it wasn't, <clears throat> we did have some help, like packaging it up in a way that could could get out to the most amount of people yeah. um, at the right time. But going on from there, I mean, that's going going back. Yeah, and I think it's also that um, as we ha- as Trent had success, and as we would talk to people, obviously being business owners ourselves, we have a lot of networks with other business owners and people were saying, wow, how can I do this with my kids? So there was a huge demand out there. People were asking us everywhere we'd go. We'd go to a lot of events. We're running our own events. And so people just said, hey, how can we do this with our kids? So we thought that obviously there was an interest there and we just love, um, we want to help as many young people as we can. So originally I'm a primary school teacher, so I love working with young people and really just see the benefit and the skills that, um, you know, kids can grow outside of school and so many things for setting them up for a successful future. I love it. That's a great story too. I'm going to pivot a little bit. And um, one of the, one of the things that I'm trying to do with this podcast now is 
give lessons to business owners and you guys are successful and that's what you're doing to the young people. But there's going to be a bunch of old people listening to this old being everybody over 10. Right. Um, so I'm going to ask you this question. You mentioned it before. You said that we're not born entrepreneurs, but it can be learned. Did I get that right? Yeah. I mean, entrepreneur, like business skills and entrepreneurship is definitely something that that's a learned skill. And probably it starts very early with learning how to sell. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business people are like, one thing that I want to do is sell, right? They will have the best product or the best, best logo. website. Yeah. My logo has got this particular thing on it and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think that's where a lot of, um, particularly new entrepreneurs and um, by working in the marketing space as well is, is that people just, they, they get stuck on the selling thing. That's one. That's why I could talk about that for a long time, but getting out there and selling. Um, we have this thing called um, selling it before you build it. We reach, teach kids that they they need to go out there and sell first and build a business around the sales that they're getting in and get instant feedback. You know, you could go to university or college, do an MBA and, um, you know, learn business from people who've never done business. And maybe if you're in creating a big, massive business plan, if you're profitable in the first year, you've done well, right? I think that's just a ridiculous concept. Um, okay. I, think, I think that the best thing that we can learn how to do is sell it before you build it. So one of the things that we teach kids is, um, we get them to start a $20 challenge. So they actually start with $20 in their first month. They have to turn that into as many sales as they can. They just can reinvest the sales that they make, right? And when we first started this, the kids are making like a couple hundred dollars, which is pretty cool, right? Like from $20 to a couple hundred dollars. That's pretty good, right? And the next part of that was what we found is most kids now do over a thousand dollars in 30 days because most kids do that. And we show them examples of other kids who have done it, right? And and that's that's amazing. I think the record at the moment, what's that sitting at? The record is just over five thousand dollars from twenty dollars. Now this is kids that have had no prior business experience. They've literally come, they've followed that we have a five-step system they follow and they've been able to implement that and have really big success. So I think that okay. um, like Ben said, I love the sell it before you build it as a principle because I'll give you an example. So there were some kids that joined our program, Lucas and Clay, that we were helping. They had a huge passion for the environment and sustainability. So they found some really cool products online. Now, as young people, we don't want uh, young people to have to invest a lot of capital into just an idea. So the great mm -hmm. thing about sell it before you build it is they got some photos with the permission of their supplier, literally the photos that were online, and they just went and created a two-week free trial on Shopify and created a Facebook um, page and literally went and promoted it online. And they received over $1,500 back in sales before they'd even ordered the products. So basically what that enabled them to do is order the products and ship it directly to their customer without even having to touch the product. All they did was promote it. So that's really what we're talking about with sell it before you build it. And you can do it with a service-based business as well. So you really can, you know, outline the service that you're doing, go out and promote it, get the sales in first. And the reason why it works so well is because you get a lot of target market research, right? When you're out selling, people will say, hey, do you have it in this color or do you have an organic version? Or they tell you what they want. And so that's what we want kids to do. We want to build their business around what their customers are telling them, not having a big idea that they spend years planning and investing a lot of money into and isn't necessarily going to work. Like us ourselves back in the day, because obviously we've had multiple businesses, we've made that mistake. So we kids, we want them to focus on the sales first. And if they do that, then um, they obviously deliver their product or service. So Lucas and Clay with the sustainable product said, hey, we're launching a business. There will be a four-week wait for your product. 
but people want to get out there and support young entrepreneurs. So if young people can sell their ideas, sell their product or service first, they learn so much more along the journey and obviously get really excited about the cash flow along the way. Yeah, because, I mean, nothing happens, and this is probably a big takeaway, nothing happens in a business until there's a sale, right? Like you can't can't look at your profit and loss. You can't figure out what your margins were. You can't work out what your cash flow is. You can't work out the best way to market it or who's buying it or any of that, right? So and I think that's where a lot of people get sort of the analysis by paralysis. And um, if we come back to like the set, making the sale first and figuring out the rest, um, you know, we call it like fly the plane as you build it. That that literally, that concept, if we could teach that to adults, that would be amazing. And I think just take the $20 challenge at face value. If people could learn, if they're down to their last $20 and they were kids and they learned this skill before they left school and they could turn that $20 into a couple of hundred dollars, worst case, you know, in a week or a month or something. Uh, we'd never have homeless again, right? So this, this everyone can learn the skill set of an entrepreneur. And that's what we're talking about. Like this is alert. Like, yes, yeah, some people are better at selling. Some people are better at business than others or whatever. And some people are better at math and some people are better at English, right? Or whatever. Right, right. If, if we learn, if we want to run 5Ks and we say, oh, well, I wasn't born a runner. Like everyone can run 5Ks. You just five have to- Five miles. Five miles, Ks, whatever you want to call it. You just get out there and start running, right? And I, I think that's the thing. People are too, you know, they hide behind this. Ah, oh, I'm not an entrepreneurial. I can't do that. Well, you can. Right. You just have to start yeah. running. Right? So that's actually why we started this. Our eldest son, Trent, was very reserved, a very shy kid. And so when he showed this natural entrepreneurial in, interest and he mm-hmm. really had that spark, we really wanted to nurture that as much as we could because we wanted him to have the opportunity to get out of his shell. And so this has really been the perfect opportunity to build his confidence. Trent now is a public speaker. He'll go and speak to hundreds of people. Um, and so, yeah, that's been really great for us to see. And really having his business was, you know, almost the, the just a great avenue to be able to build all of those skills that will that will set him up in life. Do you know what it takes to be successful as a business owner? There are five keys that every business owner has to master in order to be successful. How do I know these keys? Well, I used to say that I made them up, but really, I've learned these five keys in two ways. My name is Mark Adams. I'm the owner of Next Level Business Advisors and the host of the podcast, Business Stories of Success. In the podcast, we discuss success with business owners from around the world. We talk about what it means to them, how they achieve it, and the single biggest quality or personality trait that's needed in order to be successful. As a profitability and growth business advisor, I work with business owners around the country to help them increase profit and or accelerate growth. Now I say or because some business owners aren't properly positioned to accelerate growth. In those cases, we actually focus on honing in on profitability. If you are a business owner, and you're excited about improving your profit or accelerating your growth, feel free to download my free ebook, Mastering the Five Keys to Make Your Business Successful. It's found at my website, nlbusinessadvisors.com forward slash five keys. That's the number five keys. You can also subscribe to my podcast, Business Stories of Success. And if you're really ready to start accelerating your growth, feel free to schedule your free discovery call. We'll talk about where you are today, what your goals are, your challenges, your obstacles, and I can help you to hurdle some of the hurdles to your own business success. Join me at Next Level Business Advisors and schedule your appointment today. Nice. I love it. I want to I delve into this a little bit with the sell it before you build. You, you made some nice points 
And I like that. Actually, uh, I had a business coach who told me something similar, like with a program I was trying to put together. He said, you know, you don't have to build the whole program. You don't even know if anybody's going to buy it. You know, just maybe do the lesson number one and get an outline and then go out there and sell it, baby. And you know what happened, right? I never sold one because I was like, oh, that sounds bananas. I don't know if I can do that. I now coach other people and I tell them very similar. Look, stop spending six weeks on your website colors and go out there and try to sell your product. So the fear that I see a lot of people have with the idea of selling before you build it is what if I sell it and I can't build it? Do you do you do you get that? Um push back at all from your youth? Well, the great thing is that on our website at youthinbusiness.com, we actually have a whole resource of 101 winning kids' business ideas. So what we actually recommend is that people download it, go through it with their kids. It literally takes five or 10 minutes and mark the ones that stand out to your kid. Most kids will have at least three or four ideas that stand out to them. So if they go out with their first idea and they sell it before you build it, they go sell, and they're not getting the interest that they were hoping for, they can either pivot and change that idea, maybe they need to change the price point or change the product, or they can move on to their next idea. So if you look at any successful entrepreneur, even Richard Branson, so Richard Branson, how many failures has he had? He tried to to do a Coca-Cola business, a Coke business. So um, you know what I mean? I think... Yeah, it's and you don't know which idea is going to be the winning one until you do go out and sell it. And so the great thing is having a few ideas going out there. And the great thing as a parent to watch is the lessons that your kids learn. Um, sometimes the best lessons that your kids learn come out of something not going the way that they were hoping. Right. And you can sit down and go, hey, what have we actually learned from this? And we'll have those conversations with our kids about what have we learned and how can we move forward and overcome that with the next idea? I like it. I like it. Do you find that, and this is a real crazy deviation, that parents sit down with their children and they like what their children are doing and then they take the idea and do it for themselves? Well, we've had plenty of parents actually start businesses with their kids, right? So this has happened like a, a lot. Like a family. Yeah. So it turns into a family business. So the kids will business will get really successful and then all of a sudden it becomes a whole family business. And the parents actually quit their jobs to work yeah. for the kids in the business. Yeah. Yeah, so that, it sounds like that's brilliant, right? Yeah, we've actually seen that happen like multiple times. So two examples of that would be uh, we have one um, one child in, who was in the program called Kai. He's about, what, 15 or 16 now? 16, yeah. Yeah, so he started when he was like 12, right? And he made sensory fidgets in his garage, okay? Okay. Yeah difficulties yeah and so he used to make these things and then he started to sell them and that'll be a seven figure that's over a seven figure business that at the moment and you know the parents have you know quit their other businesses they're doing and it's a full-time thing and it's just absolutely massive another example of that would be um ned heaton and what he did was he actually went and created uh or not created sold bamboo toothbrushes sustainable toothbrushes right and that's absolutely massive it's called the turtle tribe and the same thing, his parents now help him with his, with the business as well. And uh, yeah, absolutely amazing. So it can it can turn into a massive a massive business. I mean, he won the Change Award, and you know, at, or we have like a Channel Seven National Young Achiever Award. He won that. Um, you know, he's like really excited to be selling wholesale to a bunch of like aged care facilities where he's making tens of thousands of dollars a month in orders. Like the the whole thing is can be really really cool, and it's a good way to do something meaningful with your kids and then maybe learn some business skills as you go along, right? So, Yeah, and Ned actually donates part of his profits to Ocean Cleanups. So 
So he donates oh, his, wow. uh, his profits, yeah, to getting out there because he's so passionate about the environment, sustainability. So a lot of the kids um, that we help and have worked with, yeah, have some sort of a component where they want to give back something that's meaningful to them. So, um, yeah, really great example of Ned and building a really sustainable business that helps the community as well. That's nice. I like that thought process. They might get a little bit of that from you guys because you started this business to give back. right? Oh, and so they you. might look at it and say, wow, there's, there's, that's a nice component. It's not just about the money grab, but so you guys have done something and it might actually be infusing into the young people. That's a really nice model you guys are setting. Um, oh, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to pivot one final time. This is my third and final pivot. Are you ready? I'm ready. The name of our podcast is Business Stories of Success. So I have to ask you, how do you define success? To the first? Um, to me, success is obviously being at a place where you have the freedom to live your life the way that you choose. So for us, family is really important. Um, we have four young children. So for me, I love with the success of our business that I'm able to spend the predominant of my time with my kids and then the business comes second to that and I'm able to work that around our family commitment. So I think, yeah, it just gives you that freedom, that flexibility. Um, we obviously travelled a lot with our kids. We took our kids to China before COVID. Um, we've done a lot of travel. So for, and our businesses have really given us that freedom to be able to do that. So, um, yeah, success for me is is that personal freedom. Yeah, same thing. I think, I think um, you know, all business owners get in for it. They think they're getting in for it for the money, right? But they're actually getting in it for the freedom, freedom of time, uh, freedom of not being told what to do by someone you don't like, you know, freedom of being able to do the things you want to do when you want to do them, freedom to spend time with the people that you like uh, when you want to do it. Okay. And I think that that is really at the core of, I think, what success really is for, for us anyway, Um and you can wrap whatever value structure that you like around it. So whether you're, you know, you want to, um, you know, be successful so you can be this super healthy person and run marathon or, you know, um, maybe you're, you want to not do any of that and just sit there and do yoga and meditate all day. Like whatever, whatever that thing is to you, I think you're going to wrap it up in, in the word freedom to do, act and be, you know, as, as you want. But obviously you need um, financial resources to, to be able to pull that off. I like that. So success equals freedom in a word for you. I yeah, like it because freedom and now you can take that and you can fork it into a lot of different ways. You can go through many different areas of what freedom might be because everybody has a different definition, but that's really, really cool. And I've not heard that one before put that way. So thank you for sharing and teaching me that. Now, my real question is how have you made success possible? Uh, through a lot of hard work. <laughs> So, I think I think anyone who thinks that like they're going to start a, a four hour a week business and become you know um, the next millionaire or whatever is, I mean it can be done, but you need to spend a lot of time to create a four hour work week, you know. So, um, and I think you got to learn your craft. So whatever whatever business it is that you're doing, uh, whether it's anything from e commerce to service based business to whatever, be willing to put in the time um, and the effort to be able to get where you want to go and. Um, yeah, and make sure that you build a business that you like um, as you go through because it's much more fun if you're doing something that you enjoy. 
So and we say that for the young people as well. Like um, if your kids have an interest already, whether that's, you know, gaming or social media or craft, whatever that interest is, for, um, you know, use our winning ideas list or find your own way of turning that into an income because um, kids are going to be spending a bit of time on it. And if they naturally enjoy it and they start getting paid for it, uh, you know, what, what could be better in life? You know, we want kids to escape the rat race before they've even entered it. So if they find something that they love doing and they get paid for it, you know, that's pretty cool for us. Yeah. And, and learn, and I guess, you know, learn the value of work along the way, you know, so um, if it's important to you, it's important to your goals or for whatever type of freedom that it is that you're trying to achieve, um, be willing to put into the work and, you know, you basically reap what you sow at the end of the day. I like it. Very cool. So it sounds like you guys started a business and it was perfect from the start. You just started traveling the world, made a ton of money and you nah. never made a mistake. Did Have you made a mistake in business before? Oh man, oh, I friggin' oh. lost heaps of money. Yeah. So <laughs> the main heaps of mistakes. So I think like when we first started, like I started out as an electrician, Sherry was a teacher. We we went into real estate investing. Then we started and that, that worked pretty well and then we started buying online businesses and sold out of that i've had numerous businesses along the way um and business, partners. business partners that have worked really well business partners that have not worked really well made mm. heaps of mistakes, lost easily a million dollars or more um in in the process uh and yeah it's it's just it's all just par for the course like you've got to um you got to go through those. And, and anyone who's like super successful that says, oh, no, I never had any of that along the way, they're either lying or they're like the most competent person you've ever met. But the thing, the thing with business is like um, if you find a successful person, like ask them, like that's a great question. Like what are some of the the, the dramas you had along the way, right? Um, I think for us in the beginning was like we didn't, we, we didn't understand a lot of what we needed to do, but we just went out there and tried to make it happen. And that that was good and bad. Um, we learned our lessons like the hard way a lot of the time. And um, I think that's that's why youth in business exists today because we wanted to take all of those lessons and those hard lessons, those hard lessons and try and teach kids to how to avoid a lot of them along the way, right? Mm, so, yeah, not have to make the mistakes that we made. Yeah, that's and awesome. A, and a lot of businesses make. And I think the reason for that, if I was just to break it down a little further, is because at school you're not taught how to run a business, right? You're not taught right. how money works. You're not taught, like, how to sell. You're not really taught. How mortgages work. Mortgages work. Interest rates work. Like, none of that. You're not really taught anything except how to be a good employee, right? It's ridiculous. And um, so, like, uh, when you go to become a business owner, you have to learn all these different skills. And uh, that's, I think, why a lot of business owners fail because they don't, they don't learn it. They just, you know, they, they make mistakes along the way. So if you can learn business skills when you're younger, how much easier is it? You know, if you learn something, even when you play an instrument when you're younger, you can always pick it up later on and play at least two or three songs, right? So Right. And that's that's the key, I think. This is why we're passionate about teaching yeah. kids when they're younger. And I also think I like- it's a really good time for kids. As adults, you know, when we're starting a business, we have a family to support and a mortgage to pay and and bills and, you know. And so I think, um, you know, that's that's a lot of pressure in itself. Well, for kids, they don't have any of that baggage. So our kids are all in full-time school and they have a lot of extracurricular activities. One of our son was playing state-level um, sport. Um, but they still have time for their business. And what we found is as a lot of kids get to around that 14, 15, 
most of the kids that don't have these skills and don't aren't able to set up a you know a profitable business like our kids end up working at McDonald's or retail. And in terms of the hourly rate, our kids sort of joke because they're like, wow, those kids are working for this. Where our hourly rate is like, whoa, up here. So um, I think a lot of people say, oh, in terms of the time, how do they make it work? But they do. And because they don't have to work at a retail job, they can work around their school and around their sport commitments. It works really nicely. Yeah, that's probably a concept young people don't understand unless they work with you hourly rate realization those are things that people don't really they don't get when adults don't even get that half the time right so they think getting a raise at mcdonald's is the best thing they can do i get high but it's they don't understand the value of hourly rates and what that really really means and how you can amplify your revenue with a bit a good business idea as opposed to just working for someone at a set rate so those are powerful skills that you're teaching and helps you to become successful as well. I'm going to ask you this question, and I think it's going to be powerful because you guys work with so many young people who are business owners. What do you think the single most important quality needs to be in order to be successful as an owner? Um, single most important. I think just just being willing to try, like putting the effort in. Like it, does, it sounds so simple, um, but a lot of people just won't do it. Like, you know, they'll be like, oh, uh, it's it's not important enough or whatever. I mean, it's it's the same as like losing weight or getting fit or whatever it might be. Like everyone knows you need to like eat less and exercise more to look fantastic, right? But people don't do it. And it's the same. You're right, I don't. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same with business, right? It's It's the same deal. You know, you know that you need to sell things and deliver a quality service, like, or product. Like it's it's that simple, but people get... Um, a bit hung up with it in like, oh, I haven't got time for that right now. I'd much rather watch Netflix or, you know, whatever, whatever. I think the number one, if I had to put it down to one thing, it'd just be like discipline would be one, would be the big one. Self-discipline. and Self-discipline and an effort. But there's only that's two, but they kind of go together. The discipline and effort would be would be the statement. So Okay. Okay. You have a different one, Sherry, or no? Um, You're all I in. Think- Well, I think one thing that's really worked well for our kids is um, having something that they're working towards long term. So having a vision. So for our kids, we're big on setting goals. So at the beginning of the year, we will create vision boards with them of things that they want to achieve, experiences they want to have, uh, things that we want to do as a family. So I think when you have a business, if you have a vision of why you're doing it and that purpose behind it, that really gives kids motivation. And we set them small first. So when kids first join the program, we're like, hey, what's something that you want to achieve this month? And they do that with the $20 challenge. And so that works really nicely. And then once they achieve that, it just gives them so much, like that sense of pride and accomplishment, like, wow, what can I do next? And so then you set the bar a little bit higher and they do naturally themselves. And so I think in life, if we all you know, set something that we wanted to work towards and achieved it. And then we aim at higher and better. If you do that in business, you're going to be successful. If you have that vision and purpose of where you're going and really what that means to you. And I think, I think too, like the way we do it with kids is we say, Hey, look, pick something that's like a couple of hundred dollars to get started, like a short-term goal, and then pick something that's bigger, you know, that's a long-term goal. So two examples might be, I want to buy a Nintendo switch or a new laptop or something like that. Right. Or we want to go to Japan. Yeah. And a bigger one might be like, I want to go to Japan or I want to, 
you know, whatever, buy a house before I'm 18 or those sort of like bigger goals, right? And we've seen kids accomplish both, right? But if we can get them to start with a smaller goal so they can see, they can experience the fruits of their labor, then yeah, it, it works really well. So, and then just having the, the discipline to, to get there. And I think if you set small goals, that it makes the bigger ones easier to hit. So I like that. I like that. So it's interesting. You made that statement. It just made me think of a friend who, who told me last night, you can't be it if you can't see it. So if you set the goal and you can see it, then you can work at achieving it. And I like the discipline one. So I've interviewed, I think, over 70 entrepreneurs now. And I always ask that question, the single most important quality. So we get all these different qualities. But the one after listening to all of it and like doing that, uh, they call that like a word map or something they call it, you know, that with all the words on the screen, what seems to crystallize to me is discipline. No matter what happens, if you don't have the discipline, you will not do. So I love that one. But discipline put together with vision now you've got something that you can use to be successful so good answers folks good answers <laughs> okay can i ask oh. one final question sure okay and this is going to be i think like uh throwing you a nice slow curveball because you do this all day what advice would you give to a brand new business owner brand new so do they have do they have an idea or a concept or they how brand new are we talking they, I'm going to say the idea is set in their mind. They may or may not have started the business yesterday. If they didn't okay. do it yesterday, they want to do it tomorrow. Yeah. Go sell something. <laughs> so that, that would literally be the, the, yeah, go sell something and sell lots of it and figure out how to do it. So like go sell it in person. If you have to knock on doors, like pick up the phone, ring people, like, Figure out how to sell the thing that you want to sell. And if it's easy to sell, then that's great. Um, make sure that your margins are good. So uh, to, so I'd be like, hey, go out and sell it. Make sure you can sell it. Sell it before you build it. The other thing would be like understanding margins is really important. Like what, what we say is like if you can, this is a really simple way. If you can supply it or um, source it for a dollar, you need to be able to sell it for at least four, Okay. So that's a big one. So if your idea doesn't fit around that, then, you know, maybe have a look at it because there's, there's most business models should. And you, you're going to need that at least as a minimum so because you're going to eventually have staff and overheads and all the other things that, that come along. And if your margins aren't that super high, you need to sell in wholesale or massive bulk volume to make the business work, right? So if you're just starting out, make sure your margins are at least one to four. In terms of cost you a dollar, you should be able to at least get four. I'd probably aim for something around six or seven. Um, and then I'd go out and sell it. Learn how to sell it. That would be first thing. Uh, even before you have the stock or the thing or the whatever, literally go and sell it. Find a way that you can sell that thing. Um, and then once you've got that one way of selling it, like whatever it is, just get really good at that. Don't try and find 10 ways to sell it. Like Facebook ads are your thing, that's great. If YouTube ads are your thing, that's great. If you know, knocking on doors is your thing, then that's great. Whatever it is, find one way of selling it really, really well and then focus on that until you've got that going and then add another one in. So that's how I would do it. Genius. Doggone genius. I love it. Um, I'm going to say this right now, Ben and Sherry Jones. This was very, very educational. I don't know if a child will ever hear this, but I've learned so much. Thank you so much. I really think that our listeners are going to find 
tremendous value, not just in the story, but in the lesson. So thank you so much for your time and your expertise. And we look forward to continuing to see you on your journey to success. Awesome. Thank, thank you, so you much. very much. Can I add one thing? Um, of course. If you, if you want to hear more about any of the kids that the stories that we've shared, uh, uh, we actually have something on our website called Youth in Business TV. So we have interviews with Ned, uh, the bamboo toothbrush young man, and we also have other kids that we've worked with. And we've interviewed kids all over the world with very successful businesses. So Rise Ruffery from Shark Tank, we've interviewed him. So um, it's a great place to be able to go and watch it with your kids or even on your own and just see and hear words of advice from other young people who have started very successful businesses. I love it. So give me just one more time to wrap it up, the website and how they can find that again. You've given it to us already, but. Yes. So the best place to go is youthinbusiness.com, youth, Y-O-U-T-H. Um, and there we have some free training that you can watch um, either for yourself or for your kids, as well as download a whole bunch of free resources as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Lovely. Thank you so much for having us on. It's been wonderful. Yeah, re- really enjoyed it. Hopefully we've been able to deliver some value today to, to you guys and really appreciate your time and attention throughout the podcast. Thank you. Did you like that interview? Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Business SOS, and please drop a comment, like us, and share. If you are a successful business owner and would like to be considered for an interview, visit us at businesssospodcast.com. Fill out our form and we'll reach out to you. Our next story of success will be in two weeks. Don't forget to tune in.